is coming up now on Established in the Faith. The big question of the church shouldn't be what color carpet are we going to put in the sanctuary. The big question that the church should be asking and addressing today is how can this be? How can we bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world? Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you have your Bibles, turn with me please to the Gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 1. Move down, if you will, to verse 30. Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse 30. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And I want to use for a subject this morning, bringing forth the Lord Jesus Christ. Bringing forth the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the honor and the privilege of being able to stand before these people and to minister your word. Lord, I ask today that you will help me to rightly divide the word of truth and to give to these people, Lord, that which I believe you have given unto me. Lord, anoint me today. Form every word in my mouth. Lord, anoint your people to hear and receive. Lord, I pray that needs will be met, lives will be changed. Lord, that your people will be drawn closer to you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen and Amen. Getting the gospel out to this lost and dying world is the single most important work on the face of the entire planet. It was the single most important thing in the mind of God at the time of which I've just read this scripture to you back in Mary's day. 2,000 years ago, and today it is still the single most important work that has to be done. 
As it stands right now, this world population is somewhere around 7.5 billion people. Two billion claim some form of Christianity. I wish those numbers were true and correct. I wish this morning that all two billion of those who claim some form of Christianity, I wish today that I could tell you that those people are truly saved. But only God knows who they may be. Every second, 60 seconds to the minute, 180 people a minute will step into eternity. 180 people a minute. That comes out to be 10,800 people an hour will step into eternity and meet their Maker. And with the statistics that I just gave you, sadly, most of those people will die lost. And they will spend eternity in hell. I'm trying to get something across to you today. How important it is for us to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world. And God called on one little teenage girl at that time. To bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ. One little inexperienced teenage girl. Now, had such a decision been left up to us, and God had said, y'all decide who will be best to bring forth my son into the world, we would have sent out a survey. And we would have seen which one had had the most children and the most success in raising children. We would want someone who is experienced. Someone who knows about mixing formula. Someone who knows what to do about the colic and what to do about the skin rashes and all that sort of thing. We would, we would pick the most experienced one that we could because this one which is to be born into the world is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we would do. We would want someone experienced to do it, but God chose one young inexperienced teenage girl that knew nothing about raising a baby, won't even married, never even known a man. And this is what God chose to bring forth Christ to the world. And I want to eliminate one excuse right here. It makes no difference who you are. It makes no difference what your age is. It makes no difference what your marital status is. Every single one of us in some way can bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world.
Let me deal with another excuse. Mary was from a little town of Nazareth. Israel of that day looked at Nazareth in scorn because of a Roman garrison that was encamped nearby. When Philip told Nathanael, We have found the one whom Moses spoke about. Nathanael asked, Where is he from? He said, Nazareth. Nathanael said, Can anything good come from Nazareth? And I'm here to tell you today, yes, it can. So it makes no difference who you are, what your age is, or where you're from. Some of you listening to me right now, you're in prison because of things you have done in the past. And you think because you are there within those prison walls that God cannot use you. I'm here to tell you today, I don't care where you're from, if you're in the backwoods somewhere, or in a prison cell somewhere, you can bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world. God sent an angel to Mary as it pertains to her calling. Her calling was so important that God did not send a prophet with a thus saith the Lord. He sent an angel, the mighty angel Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God to deliver this message to Mary. Today, God has called the church and our calling is just as important as Mary's calling was 2,000 years ago. You say, well, Brother James, I just don't know about all that now. God sent an angel to Mary. God ain't sent no angel to us. You're exactly right. God has sent His Son God Himself has spoken to us. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We have a tremendous responsibility. And Mary's calling to bring forth Christ was special. Only Mary could bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ the way that she could. I want you to get that. Understand that this morning. When the angel Gabriel came and delivered this message to her, she could have very easily have said no. I'm not going to do it. I've got my whole life ahead of me. I'm engaged to be married to Joseph. Can you at least wait till after the wedding 
and maybe then I'll consider no. Mary had a decision to make, and you and I today have a decision to make. And only Mary could bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ. She brought him forth in a special way, and I'm trying to tell you something this morning. Only you can bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ the way that you can. Only you can influence your children the way that you can. You come across people every day, and you can influence them that others cannot. Now, the angel said, Thou shalt conceive in thy womb, verse 31. We understand that as far as Mary is concerned. But what has that got to do with us today? It's got everything to do with us today because every single one of us have a spiritual womb. And that spiritual womb is void. It's empty. It's dead. There's no life there because of sin. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, Jesus Christ is then conceived into your spiritual womb. Get that. Understand that. And the angel said, Call his name Jesus. God has many names throughout the Old Testament. But the most important name of all, the most powerful name of all, is the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus means Savior. Because man's problem is a sin problem and man needs a Savior. You need a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. Virgin born. Which means man had absolutely nothing to do with it. He had no sin nature. And Jesus was able to live a perfect life. He kept the law of God perfectly in word, thought, and deed. But Jesus' perfect life alone was not enough to save mankind. Jesus had to die, and He died on Calvary's cross for you and I. That is how He saved mankind. And His resurrection is proof that all sin was atoned for. There's not a sin too dark. There's not a thing in your life too bad that Jesus Christ didn't pay for it at Calvary's cross. Jesus paid it all. Now, when the angel gave this announcement to Mary, she had some questions. And rightly so. And we as a church 
should have some questions too. But those questions should be similar to Mary's. Her question was, how shall this be? The big question of the church shouldn't be, what color carpet are we going to put in the sanctuary? The big question shouldn't be, what color are we going to paint the walls? The big question that the church should be asking and addressing today is how can this be? How can we bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world? That is the question that the church should be asking. And she said, how shall this be? Seeing has to do with your focus. If the focus is not right, then the work that you do will be for the church or church denomination and not so much bringing Christ to the world. Am I making any sense to you? How shall this be Seeing, our focus must be on Christ and His finished work. How shall this be seeing I? Has to do with self. Self is the biggest problem that we have. America's greatest pastime back years ago was baseball. Today, it's self-improvement. The best-selling book right now is How to Be a Better You. Believe me, friend, self needs improvement. New Year's is right around the corner, and, and most of the resolutions made will be on how to improve self. Dana asked me the other day, she said, ain't you going to go with me to the gym and get in shape? I said, yeah, I'm already in shape, around shape. <laughs> Self-improvement. Self needs to be improved, but self can only be improved as self is placed in Christ. How can this be seeing I? We've got to get self out of the way. self keeps us from bringing forth Christ to the world because we're worried about what other people will think if we mention Christ on the job. Am I hitting anybody? I should have put a sign on the door that said, protective footwear needed today. If I ain't got your toe yet, I'm coming, just wait. How can this be seeing I know not? has to do with knowledge. Brother James, I, I agree with what you're saying, and I'm behind you 100%, but I just don't know all of this stuff that you're talking about. I don't know the, the Scriptures in order to bring Christ to others, and I'm afraid I might mess up. Well, I can understand that. If you don't know what you're talking about, it's best to keep your mouth shut. I can understand that, but you can tell others what Christ has done in your life. Don't let the lack of knowledge be an excuse for not bringing Christ 
forth to others in this world. You can tell others what Christ has done for you. And let me also just say this. If you're lacking in knowledge as it pertains to the things of God, this church door is open every Wednesday night at 7.30. Sunday school, the doors open at 9.30 on Sunday morning. Sunday school starts at 9.45. Worship service at 11. Lack of knowledge is no excuse. And you say, well, Brother James, I just can't make it here in time. You can go to establishedinthefaith.com, and I've got over 70-some sermons up there. You can listen to the Word of God and, and, and learn this Bible that I hold in my hands. Lack of knowledge is not an excuse. You've got to get your priorities straight. How can this be, seeing I know not a man? Mary was thinking in the natural course of things. In the natural. Now, the natural scheme of things should not be ignored. We know certain amount of money comes into the church each year. We know light bills have to be paid. Certain things break down. Money is allotted for different things. The natural realm and scheme of things. Those things should not be ignored, but neither should the spiritual go lacking. We shouldn't be so earthly-minded that we're no heavenly good. It also flips the other way. Don't be so heavenly-minded that you're no earthly good. There's a line of moderation there to walk. How can this be, seeing I know not a man? It's not all about you. It's not all about your presentation. It's not all about you quoting the scripture word for word and your presentation and your eloquent of speech when you're talking to somebody it's not all about that it is about you trusting the holy spirit to take what is said to the heart of that individual you do your part and let the holy ghost do his part are you listening to me How can this be, seeing I know not a man? And then the angel said, verse 35, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. Now that's something that's lacking in the church as well. It's lacking in the church because you got the Spirit in you. And you bring him to church with you on Sunday morning. And if it's lacking in the church, that means it's lacking in your life at home. Oh, let me go and cut down where it's at. You need the Holy Ghost in your home. You need the Holy Ghost in your everyday walk with God. You cannot bring forth Christ into this world without the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon your life and working in your life. And when the Holy Ghost came upon Mary and she conceived Christ, changes begin to take place in her physical body. 
And I'm trying to tell you today that when you let the power of the Holy Spirit come upon you, and you let God have His way, there'll be changes in your physical body. You won't talk like you used to. You won't hang with the same people you used to. You won't listen to the same music that you used to. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is bringing about a change inside. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's your self-improvement right there. Letting God have His way. And Mary said... If you look there in verse 38, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. That needs to be our response to the Lord. Not only in this service today, but when you get up tomorrow morning and you're standing at the gas pump, gassing your car up, and there's a fellow on the other side, tell him about Jesus. Leave a gospel track. We got plenty of CDs back there on the table that you can share with people. We got plenty of tracks back there that you can share with others. We have to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ to this lost and dying world. What will your response be? I hope and pray that it'll be like Mary. Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.